0: Shalom Aleichem, Shavu'a Tov, Chakasheh to all of you listeners of this great station. The station that always beams only Dibret Torah, Dibret Musar, Dibret Orirut, Dibret Halakha, and religious music. This is Rabbi Elbaz from SLC and I'm going to speak about Pesach. In general, a few things I'm going to mention about Pesach. Well, the spirit of Pesach is spreading already. Uh, I know everybody's cleaning, taking away, removing the house, and trying to get only uh, kosher, checking the rice three times, and so on. I'm going to say some a few things about Pesach. First of all, yesterday it was called Shabbat Haggadol. Now, why do we call it Shabbat Haggadol? What is the idea behind be, behind that? It is a big one. Well, there's a few a few about this. Uh, some say because it's a Shabbat she This is a Shabbat when the usually the leader of the congregation will give a, a more lengthy derasha regarding Pesach. Therefore, it's Shabbat hagadol. But the famous Answer is because of the miracle of the lamb. What does that mean? Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu just before Yitzhiat Mitzrayim He told him Be'asor l'achodesh, meaning on the 10th of Nisan that the Bnei Yisrael should get a lamb and that lamb was going to come on Pesach. Now as you know the lamb was uh, the god of the Egyptians and they were taking this lamb, putting it in their own homes, and Egyptians will ask, what's this lamb here for? So, oh, we're keeping it for four days until the 14th, and the 14th, we're going to have a... We're going to slaughter it. The Korban Pesach to our God. And they were mad and angry and so on, but they didn't touch the B'nai Isaiah at all. No Jew was touched. No Jew was hurt or anything like that. And that was really America because it was a God. And as you know, Akadosh Baruch doesn't start just with the population. It starts with the gods. of Elohim Ani Hashem Hashem hits the gods themselves. The Lamb was the God. The first Makkah was the, the Nile River. The blood all over the river. And the river itself was considered like a god because the entire Egypt uh, somehow had some sustenance from it. So as, as you know, uh, the Nile River uh, many, often quite, you know, often uh, it, it, it overflows and it irrigates uh, a lot of the uh, contiguous fields and that, you know, makes the crop grow and so on. So to them it was a big thing. And therefore, because of the miracle of the Lamb, we call it Shabbat Agadot. But I have here another pshat, which you probably um, have not heard, and a very interesting pshat, actually. Very, very interesting. Uh, listen carefully. In the olden days, talking about uh, over 2,000 years ago, there was a group of Jews that they called Sdukim tzedukim what were these tzedukim about they only believed in the letter of the of the Chumash the letter of the Torah whatever it says whatever is written in the Sefer Torah that's all they cared about they didn't care about the interpretation of it which we have in our Gemara. the oral law didn't believe which means that it was really very, very difficult for anyone to practice Judaism without the oral law. I mean, when it says, uh, if I give an example, we're talking about the Tefillin, right? What does that mean, Tefillin? What does it mean, Tefillin? What does it mean, the The Torah doesn't explain that to us. We have to go to the oral law. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It it, it, it uh, we can't possibly know what it is, uh, what size, what color, what's inside. Is it a box? Is it what? Uh, it doesn't say anything uh, whatsoever, not in the Torah anyway. So we have to somehow rely on our hakamim, which who are giving us the oral law. And from them we can deduce what that is, but they didn't believe in that so therefore when it says in the torah in shabbat on the day after the shabbat we shall start counting the omer now what does Shabat shabbat mean well the way the oral law says that means the way we have a, a masurid from our hachamim that the shabbat means the first day of pesah and that's why Shabbat means a day of rest, so just like a regular Shabbat is a day of rest, the uh, first day of Pesach and Eretz Israel is also first day of rest. <coughs> uh, here we have two days. Eretz yes, it was one day. It still is one day, actually. So uh, the Memachorat Shabbat is uh, right after the the day, we start counting the Omer, and that's what we do. But the Tzedukim, being that they only follow the letter of the law, so they said no Shabbat is Shabbat Bereshit. It's Shabbat Bereshit regularly, like I said, it has to be the day after Saturday. That's when you start counting. Oh, well, well, first of all, that doesn't make any sense because when you, if you talk about Maharaja Shabbat, meaning Shabbat Bereshit, then which Shabbat are we talking about? Is it the Shabbat before, Bessa, the Shabbat in the middle, Shabbat after? It, it, it's just ridiculous. At any rate, They were saying that, and uh, the hachamim, in those days, uh, they were uh, very, very worried about the uh, regular layman going and and trying to embrace the uh, opinions of the tzedukim. So they made a very big effort to make sure that whatever the tzedukim said is out. So that's why we say like this, the hachamim, okay, you know what? There is a Shabbat HaGadol and there is a Shabbat HaKatan. Shabbat HaKatan is the first day of Pesach. To make sure that it is a Shabbat and after that, we, the day after that, we count. And the regular Shabbat before that, that we considered Shabbat HaGadol. To differentiate between the Shabbat HaGadol and the Shabbat HaKatan. And make sure that whatever opinion of the Tzidokim uh, has absolutely no effect whatsoever. So that, that, that makes a, a little sense here, Shabbat Gadol and Shabbat HaKatan. Next thing I want to talk about is the uh, Manishtana, the four questions of the child. As, as we know in our Haggadah and even the Ashkenaz Haggadah also, perhaps not in the exact order, but basically there's four questions that the child asks. One question is about the fact that uh, on the night of Pesach, we eat only Masa. You know, unleavened bread and throughout the entire year, we eat Hamas. Another question is that throughout the year, we don't really usually have any dipping. We don't dip anything. But on the night of Pesach, we do dip. Now what's the idea of dipping? Dipping in, the, in, in those days Dipping was considered a, a, a sign of nobility. They had dips and they take things and they dip into nice uh, kind of dips and so on. So that was something, uh, a, a happy thing. The third question is, well, uh, throughout the years we eat uh, all kinds of uh, vegetables. Uh, this, 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 this night we uh, concentrate on maror, which is beer herbs. And the bitter hubs actually, they uh, uh, recall the bitterness uh, and the the back-breaking work that uh, the Neistat had with the Egyptians. And finally, throughout the year, sometimes we sit, we uh, we eat uh, sitting or reclining, but tonight we eat reclining. What's the idea of reclining? That's a... uh, um, again, the side of nobility in the olden days, only the nobles, the wealthy, they used to recline and eat that way. If you look at these four questions, you see that two of them recall uh, sadness and bitterness. The other two questions recall joy and happiness. And and perhaps in the mind of the child, this is somewhat confusing. is there. Why is this night different? I mean, look, if this is a happy occasion, then let's celebrate <clears throat> with only happy things. If it's sad, then let's only talk about sad things. But no, we have half and a half. <clears throat> we have two things that we call sadness. The that Used to eat when they Used to eat when they were slaves. Maror, which recalls bitterness. Then we have two other things, which uh, 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 remind us of joy and happiness, which is uh, the dipping and the reclining. So, what's the idea behind this? Now the father answers, "Avadim We were slaves, and Hashem took us out of there." Of Egypt. And how does the answer? How does the answer the question of the child? He's bewildered. He doesn't know what's going on with this night. So the pshat is like this. It is not really a contradiction. Actually, according, if you look at uh, the Torah, says exactly at midnight, it was all the firstborn of the Egyptians were killed and the king himself, the Egyptians, went to the Bnei Yisrael, go out. You're free now. Go, just go. So what does this mean to us? It means that prior to midnight of of the night of Pesah, the Bnei Yisrael, officially, they were slaves. Officially, they were still slaves. After midnight, they were free. So we see that the night of Pesach has really two faces to it. It has one side which shows the fact that we were still slaves. And the other side which shows that we're free. So this is why the father answers the, the child. He says, you know what? Abadim hayinu. Yes, we were slaves. We were slaves on the first night. Up until the first night. Of the first part of the night of Pesach, we were slaves. But after midnight, after that, we were free. You're confused, but yes, there may be a contradiction, but it isn't. Because it actually agrees with the events that happened that night. First part of the night, we were officially slaves. So that's why we have the uh, two things, you know, the, the Masa, the Maror. Second night we're free. That's why we have the dipping and the reclining. And actually, this, uh, this idea is also reflected in the Ka'ara. The Ka'ara, that is the tray that we have on the night of Pesach, has basically six things. The three things on top, three things on the bottom. On top, we have the matzah, the egg, the zaroah, and on the bottom, we have the maror, the karpas, and the haruset. Now, if you really look into this, you will see that the top three have to do with joy and happiness. And the bottom three have to do with bitterness and sadness. Uh, the matzah is the al the the baradim is that was the 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 bread of affliction that our ancestors ate. Also, but the matzah at the same time is joyful. Why? Because when they left. The whole idea of Pesach, I said, when the place I left, are we eating Masa and not Hamas? They didn't have time to eat the bread, didn't have time to rise. So that's on their way out to freedom. So essentially, that's joy. The Zeroah recalls the Korban Pesach. Again, that is a, a joyful occasion. And the egg is Korban Hagiga. Korban Hagiga, of course, was again something that on their way out. Uh, uh, of, of Egypt on the, on the other hand the bottom part the maror recalls the bitterness and the slavery the carpas which we dip in salt water salt water uh, that recalls the tears over the back breaking work that they had and the haroset the cement that they use for the brick so these are these, these three the, the three bottom elements recall sadness the top ones joy and this is because on the night of Pesach was split in two. The first part, there were still slaves. The second part, they became free. But that's why we have these uh, half and a half kind of things in order to recall that idea. There's another thing that uh, I would like to mention and that is the the uh, Haggadah seems to have three different sections. Okay, The first section of the Haggadah tells us about the importance, the Hashivut, of recalling Yitziat Mitzrayim. Or, on the night of Pesach, it's not just to recall, but to relate, see To actually tell and expound on the story of the Exodus from Egypt, the importance of it. How the importance of it? Well, we see, for example, we say the Maaseh El Ezer and and so on. The all these five great uh, sages. Uh, that 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 stayed all night long, and in the they were telling all kinds of stories and and midrashim and beautiful things and anecdotes about the siach misheim. And whoever recounts and tells about the siach, it's meshubai, it's praised. It's very important to say siach misheim. And after that you have Amar bin Azab bin Azayyah that tells us about. Again, Yat Mitzrayim. That's the Hashivut. This is different from the rest of the evenings. Uh, what's the difference between them? The difference is very simple. Throughout all the other nights, we do have an obligation to recall Yat That's called Zechirat, Yat Where do we recall that? Shema. Uh, Kriyat Shema in the morning, Kriat Shema at night. We say, "Ani We have it there. That's called zechirut. We're recalling it. It's very important. After all, the Exodus is what started uh, the nation of Israel. That was that was the birth of the nation. So we have to recall it in the morning and at night. But on the night of Pesah, we don't have zechirut. It's the we have that's different we don't just say that's not enough for the night of Pesach here we have to go through the entire story of Pesach here the father has an obligation to teach his child and grandchild what Hashem did to the Egyptians all the Makot and all the Otot Mufitim it is with is a special mitzvah of sipur is yat So the first part of the hagadah is the importance, the hashivut. And the second part of the haggadah is the actual sipur. In detail, as much detail as a person can. The third section of the haggadah is that we are grateful to Akadosh Hu, the Halil. We praise Hashem with the Halil. So we have the Hashivut, we have the sipur, and because Akadosh took us out of Egypt with so many Nisimani Flaots, we praise Hashem by reciting the Halil. These are the three different uh, sections in the Haggadah itself. Now, the other thing is that on the night of Pesach, It's not just beside the Sipur, there is a special thing. And Rabban Gamliel Haya Omer, it is important. Rabban Gamliel used to say, Call me Shelo Amar, Shelo Shadevarim Elube Pesa, Lo Yasaye Dehovaton. What are they? In other words, whoever does not mention these three things on Pesa, Hawaii, it's not your Zedah Hawaii, has not discharged his respo- responsibility properly. And what are they? Pesah, the Korban Pesah. Uh, Pesah also, why, uh, you know, why do we have this? What's, what's the idea behind Pesah, which Hashem skipped over the Bichurut, the firstborn of the Bnei Issa, and left them okay and only killed the uh, firstborn of the Egyptians. And then Masah, why do we have Masah? because the Bnei said they didn't have time uh, to leave. They, they rushed out and there was no time for the bread to, uh, to become Hamid's and maror the bitterness. And said this is very special. We must mention these things on the night of Pesach, which we don't do on the other nights. So the Sipu is very special. The mentioning of these three things is very special. And the other thing is On Pesah, there is the idea of shaklavitariya. It's not just the fact that uh, the father comes and starts telling the story, but there is a question and answer. The child asks the question. Manishtan nahalala. And the father answers, which does not exist to all the other nights of the year. An interesting thing is was in his sefer. about the Hakada. He asked the question. It's Rabban Kamil says Pesach, Matza, Umarul. These are the three things that we have to mention. But when you look into this carefully, you'll see Pesach. That's the Korban Pesach was, you know, just about when they were leaving. Matza also tells us when they were leaving, and there was no time for the dough. To rise. So that's again when they were leaving. Maror is when? Maror is way before. How do cause the bitterness when we were slaves? So in that case, the Maror should have been first. Maror Pesach Maror was first. Why is the Maror at the end? Now, Yosef in his it brings an interesting story, an illustration, illustration, which is a story. The king that went with his entourage for hunting. Well, in the olden days, you know, that was like a, a hobby and a, a pastime, if you want to call it that way. Uh, they would go, typically start hunting for uh, uh, some, some animals. And as they were going there, they the king heard A beautiful sound of a flute. Pure, very beautiful sound. And it it sounded like it was far away. So he ordered everyone to follow that sound. And as he got closer and closer, the sound became even more and more beautiful. Finally, he saw there was a shepherd. Plain, regular guy, you know. uh, A shepherd with... His rags on him and the staff that they usually have, and but he was uh, he was playing the flute so beautifully. And the king started talking to him, and he sees that it's not just that he's a good uh, player of the flute, but he was really a wise, a wise person, a smart young man. So he asked him to come to the palace and work. Be a worker in the palace. Of course, he agreed. That's a beautiful proposal. So he's working there. And throughout the years, because of his intelligence and his eagerness to grow, go to higher positions, slowly and slowly throughout many years, he became the uh, minister of the treasury. Minister of the treasury, like the Abarbanel. Pave Shalom. He was a minister of the treasury by uh, uh, Queen Isabella and Marsha She's the one that uh, signed the Edict of Girush Sfarad, of, uh, uh, throw away all the all the Jews from from Spain in 1492. But he was at the time. It was a treasury. It was a minister and. Uh, so he became the minister. This young man, after a while, so, that, but you know, you know what happens when uh, someone from outside of the comes in and he gets a, a position that is very high so people around get jealous. so said, to the king and said, well, we don't think this, uh, this man here is an honest person. We feel that he's embezzling things. We want to have an accounting of everything that he does. Right? That seems to be a fair request. And the king calls this man. He says to him, listen. We want to go and visit the treasury. The whole building. And we want you to present to us all the accounting. No problem. It's not a problem. So the day of the appointment comes in, people come, they came with his followers and so on. He shows them everything. Everything was ala kifak. Everything was just beautiful. No problem. There isn't a penny missing. But then as they were passing by, there was a small room that was locked. And the king asked one of the workers there do you know what's in that room and the worker says no that room is always locked no one ever has gotten into that room except the minister himself no one ever so the king calls the minister he says listen I would like you to open this room for me and he says please your majesty you saw everything there is but this room it's only for me. I don't want. Leave it alone. No way. Must be something hidden in there. I want you to open this door immediately. He opened the door, and what does he see? He sees the old clothing that this man used to wear as a shepherd, and his staff that he had, and and an and old type of ragged shoes that he was wearing. So the king says to him, why, why are you keeping this? And this, this man says, because I know I have a very high position. I know I have clout and strength in this whole kingdom. I don't want it to go into my head. Every day before I leave, I walk into this room. And I remember where I was at one time. Just a plain poor shepherd. That puts me a little bit down. Doesn't give me the ga'ava. They say that David Amelech had a coin. On one side of the coin, he had the picture of a palace. On the other side, he had, uh, he had a, a picture of him as a shepherd. Why? Because David was an av. He wanted all time to remember. Oh, yeah, now I'm in a palace. But at one time, I was a shepherd. Pesach is joy, happiness, right? And my son, they were leaving. As they were leaving, Mitzrayim, At that time, that point already, perhaps they would have some gavan. Perhaps they show themselves very vain. You, the Egyptians, look, you you are our masters, now you are nothing. Look at all these uh, uh, wonders, all these plagues that Hashem wrote upon you. Now we are great. So Rabban Gamliel is saying, Pesach, Matzah, Maror, at the end. Remember, you had some bitterness. You were slaves. Don't get into your heads, and now you are above everybody else. No, you still have to have some, 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 some anava, some uh, being a little bit modest, modesty, humility. You know, we see the same thing with the mitzvah. By the way, with the mitzvah. As a parasha we read yesterday. With the Messiah, he says, the, you, this is the question of ezov. He brings certain birds or animals, whatever, and they take the ezov. With the ezov, he sprinkles upon him. What's the idea behind the ezov? Rashi tells us that the ezov is a lowly kind of a plant. By the way, we translate the isop as zatar, zatar. is Arabic. Uh, so we, we a lot of us are familiar with that. It's a lowly shrub kind of thing. So the mitzorah mutishimra. That's the person who gossips and says lashonah about everybody else. He thinks, oh, those guys are nothing. Me, I'm big guy. Man. Yeah, I'm big and yeah, nothing. We bring him with the ezol to say forget about the ga'ava that you have. Now you have to show yourself. you just a regular person. We bring the ezol That's the very important. And in order to reinforce what we just said before about the Pesach, if you recall, Hashem... Give instructions to Moshe Rabbeinu. The Korban Pesach deck the, the blood, to put it you know on the doorposts of their homes as a sign, so that when the Ba'akh would come in, you would see the blood and you skip over the homes of the Bnei Yisrael. This is what the instructions were from Hashem. But Moshe Rabbeinu did not follow this precisely. He told them. And In the instructions of Akadosh Baruch Hu, Ezov was not part of it. Moshe Rabbeinu added that. Ezov. Ezov. Is a sign of anava, humility, modesty. And what he's trying to say is like Pesach, don't think that now that you are free, that you're going to have this kind of a guy, you can do whatever you want. Remember, is of the lowly shrub. you are the servants of HaKadosh Baruch As the Shlach Karosh was saying, there was an exchange here. Prior to Isyat Mishraim, there was servants of Paro. Now, they are servants of Hashem. We were abadim to Now, we are abadim to Hashem. We're trading the abdut of Paro to the abdut of A Baruch That's a very important idea about Pesach and a moral uh, a, a moral thing that we, we have to keep in mind. Pesach is a great holiday. Zeman herutenu. we became free. We became a great nation. But remember, as the Shlach Kadosh says, we're training Avdut. We still have to recognize acknowledge at all times. We are Avadim. Avad Abadim means what? It means whatever the master says, you must follow. And Hashem gave us 613 mitzvot, where he's avadim. We must follow every single mitzvah. It's also a very important point, perhaps, to impress upon your children as you are sitting in, in, with your family and saying the siputis uh, yad going through the entire seder. InshaAllah talk to all of you. And please remember this station. It's a great station that gives you so many, so much divret Torah. Uh, and they're you know, for Pesach now. Try to help contribute as much as you can. If you have any simha also, I'd like to remind you that we have a beautiful hall that we just finished, completed, really stunning. Any simha, please call SLC. We'll be very happy to accommodate you. I can share some